Welcome to Storytime with Uncle Reddit, a podcast where I read some of the best posts from across Reddit and around the web. Each episode is a collection of funny content that includes subjects like tales from tech support, entitled parents, choosing beggars, pro-revenge, and more. Today's episode is all about tales from tech support. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Do not enable BitLocker by yourself. Hello, Tales from Tech Support. We just got back a broken computer from a customer a few days ago, out of warranty. I've seen him holding his $2,000 laptop by the screen like a kid with a toy, but that's none of my business. Truth is, the screen seems broken, and I think he used it as a hammer. I can't get another explanation on the physical damage on the computer. Whatever, the PC doesn't work anymore, since last week. Can't get any power even when plugged in. Motherboard was probably tired of his crap and committed suicide. The laptop itself is 5 years old. While being still good, it's too damaged to be worth spending money on changing hardware, so we'll sell a new one. Now to the story. The user has a company cloud, is using Azure AD and everything. He should have no important files on there, right? Well, it appears that he kept a lot of his files locally, for whatever reason, so he has to get the data back, right? No problem. I plug out the drive get an external NVMe to USB adapter, and get the drive on my computer. Problem, Windows tells me that BitLocker was enabled and that I need a BitLocker key. I tell them that I need the key in order to recover the data. A key? What key? Bad news, we don't enable BitLocker except if the customer asks for encryption. I look for old tickets and nothing about disk encryption from this customer. He enabled it. I call the customer and explain to him that we don't enable it by default and didn't have any ticket asking for us to enable it, so he made it by himself. Then I proceed to tell him a story about a customer that had the same issue, enabling the BitLocker and got a hardware problem, and we couldn't get the data back, but was lucky enough to have the PC hardware changed under warranty and got his data back after a few weeks. He understood, no problem, he's aware that he's faulty, trust me on this one, I know you can't believe this, but yeah. He will take the new computer and so on. And this evening, I remember this guy from a few years ago. It was him. The same guy. Three years ago, same problem. I was new on this company, so I didn't know all the customers pretty well, but I was pretty sure that it was the same guy, and don't understand why he doesn't remember it. Or maybe he remembers it, but it was ashamed, and that's why he understood so quickly the problem. I logged into the Azure AD with an admin account. Go to the users, list the computer, and click on it. What do I see? A BitLocker key. I saved this darn key on his Azure account three years ago, Probably without telling him. Thanks, old me. Never ever enable BitLocker without saving the key, and if you're an end user, without warning your IT service. AD, Azure, and Local are your best friend in keeping the key safe. You should save them there. I don't think I've ever experienced BitLocker. I know a little bit about what it is, but uh, I don't know enough to comment on this. But I guess I could comment on the fact that the customer is in there goofing around. He googled some stuff and thought he was being slick and uh, messed things up. Don't touch things you don't know anything about unless you've got a way to get back all your information that you lost for yourself. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. It's been six and a half years since my last confession. So I've recently started a new role, 
moving from enterprise IT supporting servers that run thousand seat contact centers on Gucci Dell Blade servers to the scene of my former crimes. Yes, I went back to my former employer. What can I say? They made me a very attractive offer. 16% pay raise plus company EV. But everything is on fire. I've been to branches in the last few days still running Windows 7 on every PC. In accounts, there's a lady running on the same machine that I bought new for her back in 2009. Frankly, it should have been replaced before I left in 2015. But here we are. I went in today and one lady is printing invoices, then scanning them in because it's quicker than using the PDF to PNG tool. <laughs> I tried to look at her machine, but it was next to unresponsive. I'm literally just going to shotgun five new machines into that office next week. But the utterly criminal things are that they bought the 30 new machines from Dell in January and my predecessor apparently did duck all with them until he quit. I think he was in so over his head he couldn't manage. They've been through three guys since I left. None of them are well regarded by the staff. All are glad to see me back, I think. There are many other things that I shan't repeat right now, for I've not managed to fix them, but I have a list of tasks as long as my arm and I'm quickly accumulating more as I visit each branch. Please, Father, why did I do this to myself? My coat? It's the one with the cat of five tails on the hook. Was that a cat five reference? <laughs> cat of five tails. I did that once. I left a company that I worked for doing construction. I was just a general carpenter. Uh, we were installing cabinets and countertops. Had a tool truck. Looked a little bit like an ambulance with the outside doors and things like that. And uh, everything was nice and organized and neat. Not necessarily clean. I mean, you know, you got muddy footprints down the center inside the box of the truck and sawdust, general stuff like that, but it was organized. If you were paying even the least bit of attention, you knew where every tool was by the end of your first day on that truck. I left, came back about two years later, and uh, the two guys that had been running that truck for two years, and one of them was a the guy I worked with, so he knew how to organize that truck. Um, they had totally obliterated any semblance of the organization that I helped create. I didn't do it all on my own, but I was a big part in finishing it and keeping it that way. Yeah, just random stuff thrown all over the inside of the truck. Nobody cared. They just tossed things in at the end of the day and wherever they landed, they landed. I'm surprised all the tools didn't get stolen out of the truck because they didn't even lock the toolboxes at the end of the day either. So that sucked and it took me about a solid week, week and a half to get the truck straight again. And even then, by now, the guy that I was working with that was with me the first time I left, he was just so out of touch by this point and disillusioned that he didn't care about keeping the truck neat anyway. So, yep, gotta love it. And the moral of that long-winded tale was, uh, be careful what you wish for going back to an old employer. There was a reason you left to begin with. The Blood Mac. This happened years ago at a bar for smart people in Louisiana. A lady brought in a MacBook. A unibody. This was a noticeable thing at the time, dating the story a bit. Claiming it just didn't boot up when she opened it up that morning. Nothing looked wrong about it outwardly. I unfolded it, and it looked perfectly nice. So I took it to the back room, got my stuff prepared, and unscrewed it. When I lifted the back of it off, it stuck just a little, like there was a weird, mild resistance I felt as I lifted it. Setting it aside, I looked into it and saw that it was filled with blood. Some of it was starting to coagulate. It was covering most of the motherboard and had gotten into the fan a bit. Weirdly, it didn't look like it came from the vent. Rather, somehow, this seemed to originate near the CPU. I took a photo to show to the customer. 
This is a biohazard, so I was relieved I didn't have to do work, and that I made sure to wear gloves that time. I put the lid back on, screwed it back up, kept my gloves on, and took it back out front. The lady seemed kind of bored just waiting around as I walked up. I put the computer on the table and just said I was sorry, but there's blood in the computer so I can't service it. She just sort of looked at me, blinked once or twice, then looked down at the computer. She took the computer and tucked it under her arm. She said okay, and then straight up left. And that's it folks, I never did figure that stuff out. The photo unfortunately is on a phone that can't work anymore, and it didn't carry over in what I had thinking back then. But yeah, speculate baselessly, I have no idea, and that customer never returned. I checked her history from time to time too, she never scheduled any more appointments, anywhere. At least for the few years I was there. Edit, I'm glad you all enjoyed the story. I have a few so I figured I'd get to posting them. Okay, how does blood get inside of a computer on the motherboard if it didn't come through the vent? Were the keyboards wide open? Like, did liquids come straight through the keyboard on those models? And even then, you would have to notice at least some residue around the keys and things. I mean, I can't imagine somebody got it all clean on the outside and then... I don't know. If anybody's got any idea on what it could have been, let me know down below. Yeesh. Sometimes I don't understand people. I was doing a very routine remote session for a client staff person to install a Konica printer with account tracking. Very basic, very quick. First up, once connected, is that I hadn't been given the print code for the user, so using the chat feature of the remote software, I asked for it. User claims he doesn't know it. I pause. 30 seconds later, and responding within the chat feature, he gives it. All good. So I install the two versions of the printer color and black and white, with different tray settings, etc., to make it easy on users at this particular client. Then go back and print test pages of each, and ask the user in the chat feature we'd used just minutes prior if he could verify that both printed. I watch as he goes to email and replies to an earlier email to me to respond, saying he has no idea how to help, and to let him know if he needs to do anything. So I open the chat again, asking if he can go to the printer to check both tests printed, and that replies can be sent in this chat window. He goes, of course, to email and it initially looks like he's going to send another response, but then doesn't and starts scrolling through emails. I just close the session and update the ticket. Did the guy originally get a hold of you on the chat feature or did you just use it so you could quickly get him to look at the printer? Either way, how did he not know that the chat thing that popped up on his screen you could type in and respond to? That just seems odd to me. By the way, has anybody noticed the twin up there on the wall yet? Blame Microsoft and not me. I work for an MSP. Got an email from a client stating they need a certain software installed. However, user said they were leaving for the day, but we can go ahead and remotely connect. I connected to her PC, greeted with the login screen. I logged in with an admin account, installed software, and signed out. Next day, email comes in from user. Email thread went something like this. User, why didn't you put back my name at the login screen? Me, you weren't there and I needed to sign into the PC to get your request done, so I used the admin account. Simply click other users and enter your credentials. User, why didn't you put my name back? You caused the problem, not me. Yes, she did type that part in all caps. Me, your account was not signed in. Also, neither do we know or keep end user passwords. I had to use our account to log in. And if anyone is to blame, blame Microsoft and not me as they caused the problem because that's how they designed the system to show last logged in user. 
Simply click other users and sign in with your credentials and when you sign out, it will display your name. Now you know how to fix that issue. I got no reply. We use support group email when replying, so when they reply, all our techs will see. Also, clients never know the name of the tech. Next day, my coworker had to go on site. Later in the day, he tells me she was asking who sent that email to her. It was rude. Coworker finally knowing it was me, simply told her he wasn't aware of her issues, so doesn't know who responded. Some people just aren't bright, man. You gave her the answer. You told her how to log in. What? I don't understand what she thinks you broke. I understand she's used to just seeing her credentials kind of pop up and just enter your password and go, but it's just one extra click. And it's only for that time. After that, it'll show up just the way she's used to it. <laughs> Amazing. You've been listening to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. I upload new episodes at least three times a week.